goal! Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! Eat that! And another! Bing Bang sticking in! Thank you and good night! What? That was liquid football! Uh, shit! Did you see that? Anyway, guys, uh, hello and welcome to Davos Liquid Football Extra Time. Woo! It's time for your little tap time capsule because we're too lazy to record weekly. Nah, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunately it. Down with that sort of thing. Careful now. We're not getting paid for this and Paddy Power is probably going to take us down by the time this comes out anyway. So Woo-hoo! it is all the one. How's the mood, guys? Good. 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 Um, yeah, good. So hyped. That. Yeah, you hyped? Yeah. Oh, you hyped for some transfer guff? Yeah. Because, oh lordy, I've got some transfer guff. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm so bad at this. Yes. No, this, this is a humdinger this week because it is a free agent special. Now, Neil, you made a very snide and very unprofessional remark uh, the last... Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Neil at all. Not at all. I, I'm trying to figure out which one. <laughs> <laughs> you I made, think it's just lurch from one to the other. You made a very snide remark saying that the transfer gulf, because the window had shut, is now going to be over. And I gently reminded you on air that transfer gulf never stops, because if that was so, Sport Bible would probably shut its doors. So No, they just recycled the same fucking shit. Time and over and over again. Oh, they do that anyway. I think Ashley Cole is about to sign for like Juventus. Well, you say that he just retired today. He did or is that just retire. a rumor? No, he actually did retire today. And he's looking to go into coaching. Oh, Presumably, what... um, he'll be teaching players how to not crash their cars. <laughs> and they're told, oh, you're only going to be getting like five grand a week less than what you wanted. And she's one of the hottest women in the UK. <laughs> money hungry fuck. Yes. I'm just saying. I remember reading an interview with him. I was like, "Oh, mm. I was really upset about that's uh, that's not how it went down at all." It was like that was your direct statement. What is it about fucking traitors who just like always try and re <laughs> like rewrite history? I was like, "You are where you've made statements like this is searchable on the internet. I can see what you actually said. This was your statement. I was in the car and then told me." 55 grand a week and I nearly crashed my car. (laughs) That's a statement you've made. You can't say people have misinterpreted that because there's only one way of interpreting that. Can you tell they're still soft left over from last week about Robin Van Persie? I don't know know if it's coming across on the uh, recording. All traitors are trash. All traitors are former Arsenal players apparently. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's probably not Joe. It's probably an an Arsenal emphasis. But like his first day Mm. At his new job, and he comes out with a statement that is so blatant bullshit. Yeah. And going, what does he think? What does he think? People like don't have access to the internet, <laughs> or people or, like the internet. The, the people don't fact check. Yeah. yeah. Or the, the yeah the internet's only got like a fucking memory span of two years or something like that. He thinks, oh no, I'm, I'm gone now. That happened back in 2012. Fucker. Sorry, this round <laughs> is not about Ashley Cole. Um, but it is about other free agents and their potential signing and their potential new clubs that will probably be official by the time this comes out because mm-hmm. I said this is in a time capsule. But 
in the mo in the now in the moment, um, it's up to you to figure out which one is uh, taken from my FIFA save file, because I, I I do do the transfers on FIFA as well, just to see what like crazy clubs these poor bastards could turn up with, and some are quite surprising as you'll find out very very soon. So, our top story tonight on Transfer Gulf. Sky sources and Turkish journalists are reporting... Uh, Already got credibility. Yes, indeed. Uh, about Daniel Sturridge. Now, as we all know, he's serving a ban for, um, you know, doing the dodgy on Paddy Power. <laughs> um, and he's... Re but so far, he's received 13 offers from clubs around the world. So we're talking like MLS, Mexico, Qatar... China. Uh, China. Uh, I thought you meant like, you know, betting offers. That could be it too. <laughs> like, you know, Derby County's already... Want. Yeah, Derby County's already taken. But there are oh, there are various choices when it comes to... It's it. not, oh, no, no, yeah, because Frank Lampard's not there anymore. Exactly. So it's, now it's, Philip Co it's now going to be Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Wayne Rooney's Derby County. That's in January, by the way. But for now, it's still Phil Co uh, Philip Cocu's uh, Derby County. WRDC. Bye! We're not sponsored. <laughs> so... He has received all these club, all these offers from around the world because obviously he's going to be very cheap and reasonable yeah. and brings in a lot of merch from all of his hats and shirts and all that. But it does look like he has chosen the club um, because his, his, uh, I believe his sister and his cousin, who are his agents, are in uh, currently in talks with Trabzonspor in Turkey. So they've apparently been spotted in the airport. Turkish fans are already learning how to do the Sturge dance because they are 100% convinced he's joining Trabzonspor. All right. Okay. okay. So, our second story tonight. <coughs> Following his departure from Sunderland, Lee Catamol is currently on trial with Eredivisie side VVV Venlo. He's been there for the last week and apparently he might be offered a month-long contract and then a rolling month contract until then. Right. And that is apparently confirmed by the club themselves. They have actually gone and said Sunderland's legend, Lee Catamol, <laughs> currently on trial with Venlo. Okay. Okay? So... Our third transfer of story comes from John Cross from the Daily Mirror, and he's been giving an update on Fernando Lorente. So Lorente um, is apparently very light on uh, on offers at the moment, and I'm not, not sure why, but apparently he's been staying in London for the last few months uh, for his next club. And unfortunately, they're kind of running out of options, but he's likely to join Millwall, um, who are in desperate need of a striker, but he's only likely to sign for six months, um, because again, other offers will come in then from... Uh, leagues around South America and stuff like that because their their season starts in uh, in January, so uh, Fernando Lorente to Millwall potentially. So I'll round up the stories again. We have Daniel Sturridge to, to Turkish side Trabzonspor, Lee Catamol to Eredivisie side VVV Venlo, or Fernando Lorente to Millwall. Oh my god, these are all so improbable and possible at the same time. Again, two of these will have happened by the time this goes out. So, so where to pick which ones from your FIFA save files? Yes. I'm going to go the Catamol is the FIFA save. I'm going to go with your the Millwall one. You're going for Lorente to Millwall? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I can tell you that the first real story is Daniel Sturridge the Traps on Sport. That is apparently nailed on. <laughs> because, uh, as I said, his family have been spotted in Turkey. Now, he's either going to Trabzonspor... Definitely store. not on holidays. No, absolutely not. Why would you ever go to Turkey on holidays? That's a crazy notion. Yeah, why can't you just play football? Wait. <laughs> but apparently he's either going to go to them or Bajitas. But Trabzonspor has been always pole position for him, apparently. So, the other real story... Is Lee Catamol to VVV Venlo. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it has happened. He is in, <coughs> he's in the club colours. He's been trained with them 
since um, I think two weeks ago. And basically, did he do a, like a club search and accidentally like fell asleep on the V? <laughs> yeah, V V V. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, as Neil correctly predicted, my FIFA story, and I was very surprised when I did it today. Fernando Lorente ended up at fucking Millwall. Nice. Yeah, which is just kind of convenient considering where it is. So, good job, Neil. You win this well time. This one transfer golf. Have you won a transfer golf nope, yet? Never. Wow, that's never. that's really bad. Yeah. That's really a shame. I'll tell you where there isn't any transfer golf. Women's Super League. Woo! Now that is seamless. Right? <laughs> that was good, right? Because you know you guys pretty much work for bread and water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Pears and food, please. <laughs> Rachel. Talk to me about the Women's Super League. You want more? Uh, so the big news this week is that the it was bought over by Barclays after the Women's World Cup because they saw, oh, this could actually make us money. Yeah. And people were wondering, what will Barclays bring to the FAWSL? And what it will bring is a streaming service, mm. a non-geo-locked free service to watch all of the FAWSL matches, some selected English international matches, and some selected championship matches and uh, Continental Cup matches. Mm. Which seems like a fucking fantastic deal for someone like me who doesn't have like your likes of Sky Football or BT Sport yeah. or BBC. Because um, I live off great ofs. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is just it's opening up the, the league to like, a global market. Yeah. And that's fantastic. I think it's brilliant. I think it's actually the best thing that the WSL could have ever have, have happened to, especially in the year after a World Cup. Well, yeah. they have to do it right. Mm, yeah, the thing that's is, true. like, you don't want to be giving away a fantastic product for free without some sort of return Incentive, on it. yeah. So, like, they're hoping that, like, there already has been a drive open ticket sales. Mm. Uh, I think Arsenal have said that their season ticket for the women's team had the like they've gone up like something like 48% or something yeah. like you know and they usually go keep going as the league goes on um, but yeah so um, the couple of headline matches in the first week so it's a couple mm. of more weeks to go a couple more weeks of a transfer there is still a transfer window open yes um, but as an Arsenal fan we've pretty much done all of our business you've had a, you had a fairly solid team anyway like you've yes. had one or two departures which are again kind of out of contract deals Joe Montemurro our coach has kind of a philosophy of having a small tight knit squad yeah this year we have Champions League football and Champions League football can, will mean that we need like squad rotation because the thing about the seasons is it, it kind of happens in kind of like periods as it were yeah there's only 12 teams in yeah. the league so there's not like there are quite like some it's, the week match days are quite spaced out yes but they are taken up with FA Cup the Continental Cup mm. uh, which is like your John Stampain champ you know yeah whatever, Carabao whatever, Cup whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah whatever that is um and then like, we've got European football now as well. So his transfer work has been quite good. We've mm. got we <laughs> we gave away Sari van Beenendal, who was Golden Globe Glove uh, winner in the World Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. great acting career as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, she uh, yeah, so she's gone. So we've replaced her with a uh, Manuela Zinsberger yeah. uh, from Bayern Munich, and she's quite young and is. Uh, <laughs> She's a German number two, as I recall. Uh, Swiss. Swiss. Or Austrian. Oh, God. No, you're right. It was Swiss. Because she's in the World Cup. No. Was she not? No. I'm fairly sure she's in the German national team. No, you're thinking of Leonie Mayer, who I we co- brought in at right back. This 
somewhere. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Uh, anyway, we did some good signings, kind of strengthening up positions where uh, we have basically at least two options in every um, position except striker because we had two options up until three weeks ago when Danielle Carter redid her ACL. Yes, that in was the Emirates Cup. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, like I cried. Um, Not as much as she did. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the gas they give them is fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so um, in terms of pre-seasons, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, Man City and Arsenal have had pretty, um, I suppose, glamorous pre-seasons. as in a lot of big club ties. Mm. Um, a lot of, kind of self, self-promotion as well. Yeah, yeah as in the promotional things that like were televised and got a bit behind it. We played Barcelona. We played Barcelona. Yeah. Now, the thing is, we've had pretty poor showing in our pre-season. We lost 2-0 to Bayern Munich in the Emirates Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it 1-0? Uh, we lost to the Emirates Cup anyway to Bayern. Uh, we then lost 3-0 to Wolfsburg. And then we, like just most recently, lost 5-2 to Barcelona. Mm. At our home pitch, so like the uh, what Daniel van der Lonke has come out and said, and like, oh, that's very much like we're playing Champions League teams, yeah, so that we can get used to Champions League football. These teams are all set, and we've had quite a rotational um kind of lineup in these mm. matches because of people being at the World Cup and coming back in staggered time. That's true, yeah, because you have a lot of Dutch players in the team, so a lot of Dutchies, um, even the French, uh, the. Scottish girls came back later yeah. as well, um, and the English girls came back quite late as well. So, uh, yeah, our squad was kind of threadbare for our first match mm. against Bayern. Um, but, um, not all doom and gloom because while we had fairly heavy defeats, it's nothing compared to Chelsea women's, <laughs> who in three matches have shipped fourteen goals. Fuck me! And I like they scored. Not fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Substantially, considerably less. Yeah. <laughs> they got trashed by Bayern five 0 so that was their kind of biggest defeat pre-season. Um, they, were they fourth or third last season? Third. Third, yeah, I thought that. So, uh, yeah, it's kind. Of, so they've had a uh, pretty tough pre-season. Mm. They are also lot. They've lost Karen Carney. So Karen Carney, who was kind of the wizard. Yeah. Um. She retired. She announced her uh, retirement. Uh. During the World Cup. Yes, she did. Yeah. And people expected that it was her England retirement, but and so did her Chelsea manager. Mm. And <laughs> then when she didn't come back, she said, "Oh, you've retired. Oh, really? Can't come back for one more season? Please, please come back." <laughs> and then no. Yeah. Uh. So Chelsea have kind of now got to find someone to replace her they've kind of made a new signing or they're looking to do some signings I think with some Japanese players I've heard some rumours about and if mm. they do get them th- their midfield can be bolstered by that um, Man City have had a very glamorous preseason. season yep. they're in the ICC which last week I would have mentioned as uh, yeah, as part of my COD was Premier Sports failing to stream that as it were shitting the bed <laughs> <laughs> they're in the ICC not that anybody saw yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, got to the third place playoff with Atletico Madrid yeah uh, so um, like not necessarily but out of four teams like, mm. you know it's not necessarily the best um, yeah it, it's a mini league so you're always it's every, all the performance is relative exactly yeah. but they were playing against Leon. they were playing against Let Go, and they were playing against 
Courage, uh, North Carolina Courage. Oh yeah, NC North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, NC Courage. Yeah. Um, where Denise O'Sullivan plays. Mm. Actually, um, so um, yeah, they've actually had like it hasn't necessarily they haven't had glamorous wins, but they've played quite well. Mm. And one of the signings that they've made that I'm so excited for it, and I'm kind of raging to play for Man City now is Tyler Tolland. On her yes. 18th birthday, signed her first professional contract with Man City. She's an Irish international who has got like. 20 caps and she's 18 mm. uh, like she's been playing since she was 16 she's unbelievable and um, so she's gonna be she's a fantastic um, like Kante yeah she's like a 5 foot 2 Kante midfield dynamo yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I was actually taken aback at how many Irish players we actually do have in this league mm. but like a nice like nice spread of Irish players as well mm. it's not like, like Sheffield United where we have like half the Irish team in the first 11 there's like two or one or two in most teams like I think yeah so like Arsenal have Louise Quinn and Katie McCabe yes. uh, Irish captain um, and defensive stalwart Louise Quinn mm. uh, Manchester City now have Tyler Tolland and they have um, Megan Campbell Megan Campbell yeah who um she did her ACL very early on into her Man City career, mm. but the club were like, "We know the talent you have. We we're going to renew your yeah. contract while you're in rehab." Which is super. Like that. Yeah. That's because as as you said in the, in a previous podcast, they do have the financial grunt there. They could have just signed loose. Yeah. They could have signed somebody. Basically. Yeah, like loose bronze or something. Yeah. And yeah. um, so yeah, you've got Niamh Fahey at Liverpool, who is one of the. Uh, she's vice captain now. Yes, she's vice captain. Now, uh, yeah. So she's one of the senior players there. Again, she's a defensive stalwart. Um, yeah, so we've got a and pretty... uh, Leanne Kiernan from West Ham. Leanne Kiernan, actually, yes. yeah, exactly. Good point. She plays for West Ham, and herself and Lehman, who's German international, mm. fucking the pace between the two of them up in that forward line. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal played them last season, and it was five two. Yeah. And it was just Kiernan and Lehman just ripping. Like Arsenal apart, <laughs> yeah. Um, because like oh, we have good centre backs, but we're not pacey centre backs. Right. So imagine Per Mertesacker versus Aubameyang. Uh, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So this season we've got a couple of new teams, and the opening match of the season. Well, there's two games. The first match of the season. Um, yeah. Big one being the Manchester Derby. I'm intrigued because yeah, because this this week this year we have Man United and Spurs promoted into the WSL. Yes, so and they. It's kind of a curious one because they do have a good bit of grunt behind them because Man United are very very new to women's football. I think they only yeah. set up their team last year. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a great manager in Casey Stoney. Yes. They have a decent. They they did attract a good number of players. You know, professional or like uh, internationals. And then some of them, one suddenly left for Leon, which is kind of a surprise to me. Uh, in fairness, actually, in her debut, did really well, and I was yeah. not expecting that. But uh, yeah, Alex Greenwood was kind of one of their main. Their captain, wasn't it? Uh, or no. even yeah, a player of the year, even. Yeah, but yeah. you yeah. get the option to go to Leon, like as a as a female player. Oh, you have to take yeah, it. You take that. Yeah, it's like the money that's as like well. that's the barker. Yeah. Um, but interesting enough. Um, Leon had to pay Man United because it's very rare that in women's football you get transfer fees Yeah. Uh, because usually players are kind of like yeah we'll play at my, this is my contract I will play for my contract mm. there's no kind of agents kind of messing around mm. and trying to push yeah it's all moves. quite it's all honest yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think so like, the, is Frank Kirby still at the transfer record? Isn't he like a million pounds or something? Yeah, like that? because yeah. Alex Greenwood going to the biggest club in the world, arguably, it cost forty thousand. Jesus, that's Christ. what Manchester yeah. United got for her. 
Um, yeah, so Man United have um, just been promoted. They were very much the runaway champions of the championship last year. Mm. Uh, have made a couple of good signings um, to kind of strengthen the team, the team going forward into um, the FAWSL. Um, kind of uh, one of the big ones is in their goalkeeper, Siobhan Chamberlain, who mm. was fantastic goalkeeper for the last few years in the FAWSL. Went, kind of took a step down. Uh, to play for Man United yeah. but kind of believed in the story She's it's a project player. yeah because like I say when you have Stoney there and you have like oh now Manchester United have a women's team yeah, you I, have actual Man United fans who now want to play I, for I the team I was going to say that like, fucking, like a cousin of mine played for the Arsenal women's team mm. you know which is brilliant for like me and all the other Arsenal supporting members of my family Yeah, but not brilliant for her because she's died in the world match. She managed to have <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have a fucking movement. No. But now it kind of shows you how much is moving on as a market. Because now teams have been staunchly, I won't say against women's football, but just never been on the radar. So it's not something they bother with. Spurs, Spurs yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Same with yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Savon Chamberlain and Alex Greenwood, who were part of the defensive block that mm. uh, Man United have. Greenwood's gone to Leon and Siobhan Chamberlain has announced she's pregnant. So she is going hmm. to miss the season. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, congratulations, and she's obviously delighted to be going down this different path. But Casey Sony has kept her on to be mm. the club photographer, oh. so that she still has a role to play in the season. Oh, that's great. That's uh, nice. So I do like that story, even though I don't like Manchester United, but I do like Casey's. Story. Oh, look, like um, yeah, you can. You know, it's a personal thing. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I also want to talk about another great signing for a women's team. Uh, it's kind of off left field, but I uh, read an article about it there the other day, so I wanted to bring it up. Brighton have signed uh, Amex, <laughs> American <laughs> Express, sorry. They've uh, redone their uh, contract with American Express yeah. for about £100 million, pounds, um, which uh, Brighton are pumping into the team, both men and women, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, equally. Brighton, so, I think Brighton one of the few clubs in the in the country that are actually doing that quite equal. Yeah, yes. they're spending £15 million And West Ham, I think, are doing that yeah. a good bit too. So £15 million quid is going into the training facility, Great. With, which is going to be fucking state-of-the-art. But yeah, for the first time now, there's uh, bonus schedules for the women and girls teams. Mm. And yeah, uh, equal partnership at every level. Fantastic. That's really and, good. And like I said, it's it's once you have the infrastructure set up, <clears> then the team you will be able to attract those players to that team because yeah. now you have the project. Yes. Which makes this kind of league quite interesting now because at face value, you'd say, it's probably a two-horse race between Arsenal and Man City. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. At face value. Yeah. <clears throat> but now you do have those teams. Like I said, Chelsea are quite a strong team in their own way, but they've had a very bad pre-season. They still have good attacking players like Cuthbert and Cho and, and so yes. forth. Um, so you, they might be able to crack on. But you then you have like a, a very curious kind of scramble that for a, a team that can just break out and become title challengers. Yeah. You know, it's um, not cut and dry as it were, but Arsenal, I would still consider it to be the kind of the, the best, obviously, defending champions, but they do have the best team, like 1 to 11, let's say. Yeah. And then you have all these other teams that have like maybe one centrally good player, everything goes through them. Or you might have, like, say, like a West Ham, who've had a brilliant season last year, yeah. FA Cup winners, and their team on paper looks very very good as you said a lot of pace up front and um, a lot of internationals in the team very diverse team as well yeah. you know they could go far as well I, I'd fancy them to go quite strong I, yeah I league. do feel like they have kind of, they had that season kind of settle in with a lot of new players joining the team and mm. now uh, Alicia Lehman has like she was kind of their the breakout star of I think the FAWSL in my yeah. opinion just because I saw a lot of 
ended up the matches that were being streamed on Facebook, which is what I got to see a lot of, mm. happened to be West Ham matches. So I got to see a lot of West Ham. Yeah. And yeah, she just kind of was just unbelievable. Like she was fantastic to watch. Um, Birmingham have uh, made a lot of uh, side. <laughs> she sold a lot of players. Yeah. Sold, but kind of released <clears throat> a lot of players. I have them nailed down to nailed to rele- get relegated. They <sighs> see, just but, don't seem to have the grunt there. Like yeah, but the men's team don't have them. Sure, the women's team don't. <laughs> Uh, well, they had Eva Mannion as their stalwart defender, and mm. like a genuinely, like I think she's probably the only defender who could actually rile up Vivian Miedema <laughs> because like she was like she's just fantastic. But mm. she's after being signed by City, City who um, they've also signed. They've also lost another player. They lost Ellen White to City, didn't they? Yes. Ellen White's out. She's at City. City, yeah. City, Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, Everton ladies have made a fucking load of signings. Yeah, Everton seem to think they have the number on us. They've in got the Van S from the Dutch team uh, signed for them, and like that was kind of the start of a. Grown as well, yeah, or grown playing for someone else. Uh, that's United. Oh yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, just they kind of had a slew of signings, and it's kind of the busiest in the transfer window. I yeah. think of all the kind of teams, and I they're the team that I think will be the push the ones that are going to break away from the pack and push for the title yeah I'd say based off the fact that you've got so many new blood so much new blood in and um, there are vast improvements on what they have already Liverpool have been struggling for the last few seasons yeah. and I can't see that improving based on it they haven't done much in the transfer window to kind of change my opinion on no, that no we've it's, it's, it's annoying because we won it in 2013 and that seemed to have been a curse because whatever whichever kind of like Gob shall we get in to manage? We just don't seem to get it right. Um, I remember looking up, look there, and I completely forgot that last year we started the year with fucking Neil Redfern in charge. Mm. Now, if you don't know who Neil Redfern is, well done. Um, but basically, he <laughs> you was are not alone. You are not alone there. Um, he was basically brought in um, to be uh, what's the prick's name that used to own Leeds? The Italian, the Italian fella who owns the Bologna side. James, what's his name? You know, right. you all know who I'm talking yeah. about. But anyway, yeah. he was—he has his like he used to have his claws dug into Leeds, um, and used to just like hire gimp after gimp after gimp to to take over the club and shit the bed. And Neil Redfern, who was at the time the Forest Green Rovers manager in the Conference North, wow. just suddenly got a promotion up to the Championship and was a complete and utter bullshitter. Um, I don't know how he got the job. I don't think even he knows how he got the job. And they'll still somehow fell into the fucking Liverpool women's team. And he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. I think we lost like six games in a row or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty. And then like, yeah, we got the sack. And then he haven't kind of had a... There, there, was, there was something else about him in, in charge of the team. Like, he just did not rate the women whatsoever. Like, he was very... I won't say like... Um, he was he was very um, critical of them, mm. you know. And listen, like, football's a confidence sport at the best of times. Like, you know... Like the ta- some of the talent is there. We don't have the best squad. We have very good strikers. You know, Sweden Kirk is a great player, and obviously we have great leadership in Fahi and and, and Bailey. But the we obviously sacked Redfern and got Chris Kirkland in as a caretaker, and our fortunes really went up when we had him in. Now, the problem is Kirkland wasn't up for coaching the side. Unfortunately, he wanted to stay in his role, which was to be like a goalkeeper coach for the women's, and um, which is again quite unusual in of itself to have. A goalkeeper coach for the women's, but um, but Kelly Jepson came in then steadied the ship and just kind of kept us steady. Now the problem with that is we haven't really kicked on. 
we did we brought the women with us to the to our preseason tour, which was I think the first or second time we've done that. Um, so it's quite new for us. We're yeah. still we're kind of about behind we're very behind the curve in the women's game, I'll admit that. He but finished eighth last season. Eight, yeah. yeah. But that was after our horrendous start with Redfern. Like yeah. I said, Kirkland Jepson really did steady us there and save us from relegation. Um so we I think we are by all accounts playing all right, but we didn't really have that much competition to work with. It was a lot of those, those kind of like Mickey Mouse friendlies just to get the player the, the players in form yeah. and fitness. But when you do look at how the other teams have kicked on and said we're gonna give this league a go, like West Ham. I don't think the Brighton project would really come to fruition until maybe next year, the year before, when that money starts yeah. to reap rewards. But when you look at like City, Arsenal, maybe Troy United in there as well, and Everton, you know, you're looking at maybe eighth as the highest, maybe. You know, I'd say like I'd probably nail Birmingham down to go down. Uh prob- we'd be probably fighting relegation, I'd say. You know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't like to admit that because they're it's to see such a big team do that, but we just don't we just don't get the money. I think Reading will be down there as well. So yeah, Reading I had nailed down to to go as well because they like they've been there for quite a while, but it's only because they've always been like the second or third better team. Basically, yeah. it's always been someone worse than them. Yeah, like last year was Yeovil, and yeah, that was uh, tough. Yeah, tough for Yeovil. Mm-hmm. They did not. They did not do well. But uh, yeah, opening uh, match of the season is Manchester City versus Manchester United at the Etihad. Lovely. And then also at the same time, which I, it's very it's not fair on Bristol and Brighton <laughs> to play at Ashton Gate at the same time, but yeah. still they're playing at Ashton Gate. So. Yeah, no, Bristol, Bristol are, are full tilt into as well. They're a great club. Great little club to support, I must say. Yeah. Both men's and women's. Um, we also have Chelsea versus Tottenham the next day mm. uh, at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And that is sold out. This will hopefully be the norm. I'd like to see at least two or three of those, at least the marquee matches, get into those big stadiums. Yeah. And then that will drive the... It's kind of my argument last week about Celtic driving home, driving forward the, the push for Scottish teams in Europe. Yeah, but... Same, it's the same argument. Yeah. When you have the big matches pushing the rest of the league upwards... So that Arsenal aren't playing at fucking Bourne Wood and we're not playing at Prenton Park. Well, see, the thing about it is is that, like, just getting bumped on seats. Now, that Chelsea game has sold out. Yeah. But, like, they're giving tickets the, the tickets for free. It doesn't matter. Just get so whether in. or not that devalues it, yeah. the, the kind of the product that you're trying to give to people, you're trying to sell to people by giving it away for free. I think what's marketable about the upturn in the women's game now is that there's a lot more media coverage now. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, you get a lot of gammon fuckheads who are saying this is... This this is the, basically the women's game being rammed down their throat. Neil, they do have a point though. Where what? Where's the, where's the men's? League? Yeah, where's the men's? Why isn't there a men's league? Yeah, Rachel, league? why isn't there a men's league? Yeah, when's the men's World Cup? Why are why are these men women in the kitchen? Yeah. Why is there men's football? So um, why do women like the football? This is it, you know. Um, our no, don't get me wrong. I, I like it, and if they they pack out Stamford Bridge, that's fucking great. Yeah, but in all fairness. You're trying to promote the women's team. Not yeah, you are trying to promote it on an equal level yeah. to the men's team. Uh, yeah, it's given not the like ticket, a, given a the tickets away, given the tickets away for free is quite gimmicky. Mm. I think it's, it's that's gimmicky, not a but thing. it's it's to try and get them in the door. I, and understand, then, I understand, and then surpass get, the expectations. You get people in the door through increased media coverage, which mm-hmm. is what, which is where they're going, where they're kicking it on. Yeah. I think where a lot of the focus should be, get it into the consciousness, get it into the public sphere, yeah. and people will pay for it. Yeah. I think giving it away for free is gimmicky because it's it has to be gimmicky because it's not sustainable. It's not, yeah, it's not sustainable yet. Well, I'll just say that's the thing. that with the Serie A ladies um, this year, Juventus um, sold out 
their uh, where did the Juventus win? Was the Juventus Stadium. Juventus Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Like they sold that out, and they at the time were kind. They were doing well in the league, but mm. no one really knew they were doing well in the league. And then they did this whole big promotion to get people in, and all of a sudden, like uh, it was seen at the World Cup that yeah. Italy had such a huge following because and the the viewership because the Serie A ladies was being like shown on TV mm. in the months leading up to the Women's World Cup because yeah. Italy were qualifying and we're going to play now. And they're like, oh my God, you're going to see half of this Juventus team play for your, like, the country. For your country, yeah. And it was kind of like this kind of rolling effect. Um, yeah, where it, increased media coverage puts more bums on seats, which leads to more media coverage, which puts more bums yeah, on seats. Yeah. And that type um, of thing. What I will say is that the North London Derby Mm. Uh, in the women's in the FAWSL will be played at Spurs at um, Shite Heart Lane or whatever the new stadium it's just called the Totten Sped the new the toilet new yeah. Shite Heart Lane the yeah. flush uh, flushing <laughs> meadows <laughs> it shall be played under the rim <laughs> um, yeah so yeah. Um, but that's good though it's, it's good to see it going to these major stadiums but, and, it's, and it's now down to the club to try and, and give it a reason to, for people to come in whether it is free tickets or not as I said, you do you need to get that momentum up somewhere. You have it from the Women's World Cup. So people may have watched that and said, this is interesting. Or at least <laughs> say, it's it's more football. Yeah, what That's all it is. It's that, more football. Can I just, uh, with the Women's World Cup that was on over the summer, Ellen White over in England became, quite, like she got the golden... She got the bronze Bronze boot. golden boot, wasn't it? Or bronze boot. Bronze boot, yeah. yeah. Um, and she had her trademark... Um, celebration with yeah. the goggle eyes mm. and people know Ellen White now like people are aware of her and yeah. also she's just after moving from Birmingham to Man City because Nikita Paris has moved to Lyon yeah. so she's now going to be playing at the big club that's going to be pushing her the title this kind of super goggle eyed you know, yeah but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a marketing aspect yeah, to it yeah and I think that's kind of a big thing like that was one of the things that Man City were actually kind of like we've got World Cup Ellen White after yeah. joining our team mm. like you know isn't this fantastic and it is and um, yeah no I think the promotion of it will be good like I think the Athletic mm. um, have uh, Kieran Tavam who is uh, someone I followed on Twitter like since I started on Twitter yeah. and has been writing fantastic articles and previews and mm. r- reviews on matches for years and, and he's kind of get this kind of global platform yeah. of the athletic to kind of give it that further kind of credibility yeah and the, the reason and the reason it's very fascinating you bring up the athletic is that it's going to be like the women's football is going to be like that kind of in my view kind of like a kind of hipster alternative <laughs> Like the Borussia Dortmund of 2010. A little bit. Like, it's that kind of thing where, like, if people are so disillusioned with, like, the how men's football's gone with the oh, the exuberance of money, the... Uh, agents. As well, agents. Like, uh, like, let's just be fair. Like, Man City will likely walk the league. So it's a one-club league. It's a fucking, like, Liverpool are doing this and then you have the top six, blah, blah, blah. At least the Women's Super League has some competition to it. Yeah. Like, Arsenal, like I said, as I said, are likely to win. But that's not guaranteed. No, it it's won't. a very open league. And like like that last season, mm. um, the first few matches Chelsea got absolutely mauled, yeah. and it was this kind of like what has got like Chelsea were one of the favourites to win the league. Yeah. In the first three or four matches, like we bet them five nil. Yeah. At their ground, like away, Arsenal went away, and we're like, oh my god, this is gonna be such a tough match, and then all of a sudden we've got like it's five goals. Yeah. And 
I, I was following the match on Twitter and I was going, nah, what the heck? Like, these are like taking the piss. Like, yeah. girls on the ball are lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but like their season, uh, even though they got trashed, it was mm. so open with the other teams dropping points. Um, like only Arsenal and Man City, we only lost one match, which was to Man City, and they only lost one match, which was to us. Mm-hmm. But they just drew more often. Yeah. And that's what won us the league. Mm-hmm. Um. But like Chelsea were a good bit behind, but had still had enough of a push to kind of get up into that third spot. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's extremely competitive in comparison to, you know, you've got your top six maybe in in the mm. Premiership, and then you've got a yeah. whole heap of mid table, and then you've got your kind of dregs down the bottom. Yeah, you don't really have. There's not. Well, obviously, it's a, it's a twelve club league, so you don't have that kind of like mid table like inertia. But you do have the, the the possibility of like a big team just doing terrible. Like yeah. it's not without the possibility of Liverpool being relegated or Spurs going back down yeah. or anything like that. So it is at least noteworthy for that. And besides, if you're someone like say I don't know Brighton or uh, Bristol or someone like that, you're gonna watch the women's game because you're in the top flight mm-hmm. and you're a, a a very competent team and play good like in the and case play of, good football. Like, yeah. In definitely in the case of Brighton, anyway, I like their style. Yeah, like is it like a lot? How many Arsenal fans like will just watch a women's game because they're winning? You know, like you you want to support your your club whichever like form it is in a in a way like so if your if your club is it's doing the well most somewhere successful club in the club like team in the club's history and like the most successful manager in the club's history like mm. all of these kind of like trivia things of mm. Arsenal like you're you know who is the most successful manager in the history and everyone's like oh Wenger or you know Herbert Chapman and it's like no it's Vic Akers yeah like who's had the longest winning streak oh like Arsene Wenger's unbeatable no yeah. it's Vic Akers like Pep made that <laughs> Pep made that point about his uh, his own team so about the domestic trial yeah, yeah. you know Arsenal women did it first and it was completely breezed over by the English press yeah no he, yeah, because he had to correct the guy three times. Yeah, and I wanted the, 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 the first domestic treble, like first men's director. First men's, first men's team to do it. Yeah, first domestic treble, no, first men's director. See, Say it with me. Fuck. Yeah, and this is the thing, right? <laughs> is that for those kind of dinosaurs in the print media, they're not going to bother women's football because to them that's not mm. attractive. But that's fine. It doesn't have to be attractive to the fucking print media because no one reads fucking papers nowadays anyway. Mm. Nobody goes, like, nobody wakes up on a Sunday to listen to what fucking Dominic Samuel wants to say because what he says is pretty much the same thing he says every fucking week uh, what I, you know I'll just jump on that as well like the Pep what I liked about Pep and like you know I'm not a Manchester City fan whatsoever but what I do like is they have a one club policy hmm. so they have equal representation in all of their media of the men and women's team yeah. and they have one Twitter account and the reason they do that and is because when, they want to win everything. Mm-hmm. When you know. they uh, and they announced Tyler Talent, uh, actually no, it was actually when they announced Ethan Mannion had signed. Uh, they were being linked with uh, the men's team were being linked with, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, this this season was it? Yeah, this season they announced uh, Ethan Mannion anyway, and everyone was just like, "This isn't." Oh, Maguire uh, probably or Delict. Oh, Delict. Yeah. This isn't Delict. This isn't a lick. Who is this? I don't know this guy. And then, like, you had everyone just replying, like, they're talking about the women's team. Like, obviously, these people know they're talking about the women's yeah. team. That there should be a set. Like, there Listen, are those trolls. Let, let's, like, let's not count Twitter here because Twitter is not society. <laughs> Twitter is a fucking cesspool of cunts. But what I had then was the Manchester City account then came on and it's like, one, like literally, not any direct reply just said one club, one, or one team, one club, or one club, mm. like, all teams, or whatever. One club, one city, I think yeah, the yeah, slogan is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing. Arsenal did something similar as well. Arsenal, mm. it's not Arsenal women's team. It's yeah. not Arsenal women's. It's Arsenal. It's Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Now they they only use they use the women 
the the the, the attack on the women yeah. in order to differentiate press reports from the men and the women. And that's the difference because like even I think the one change we did like two years ago was calling Liverpool women instead of Liverpool ladies. Yeah, that shows you how we're behind the curve <laughs> we are. Mm. But as I said, that unfortunately our priority isn't in the women's game; but it's still like, on the men's game. Our Adidas kits. Mm. had like it, uh, the big billboard kits outside the armory which yeah. is our club shop uh, was Leah Williamson mm. who is a born and bred Arsenal like she's been at the club since she was six yeah Um, and she so um, she was one of the announcements in the Adidas yeah in the big billboards and then over in America when we were on the American tour there was a street mural done so it was all the club um, captains mm. now or it was like all the club legends sorry it's like Burkamp, Henri um, Pure, uh, Wright and Leah Williamson yeah and it was just like it's surreal but yeah. but like I said when you do like run down the numbers she would be mathematic or statistically one of the most successful captains she's not even captain no like, but I know uh, like, um, but like wouldn't Byrne have been the captain or the first one yeah uh, Byrne uh, it was Kelly Smith Ah, uh, Smith, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Byrne was captain for a few years as well mm. during a good uh, run of the games. Mm. But yeah, there was um, rumours uh, along the... Tw- I know you said not to mention Twitter, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Kim, Kim Little, or Captain Little, was being, uh, you know, trying to be uh, signed by Leon. Yes. And on the days that the, the rumours were really, really ramping up, the club like were post- ominously posting pictures of the club training and everyone's like Little's not in the photos and like, <laughs> yeah, people are freaking out and then like they're like oh we have something to let we don't need to let you know something mm-hmm. and like she signed a long term contract and was like this is the club I'm finishing right here it's like she's yeah. just like yeah I'm your captain Yeah. and everyone's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Leon <laughs> but that's like the equivalent of Barcelona yeah. coming in for Henri yeah, like, oh yeah. fuck he's gonna go he's gonna go like yeah. obviously but no she was like no no that's good but uh yeah so in terms then um if we were to do like a very small crystal football here, how do you think this season's going to go? Uh, Arsenal winning it again. I'd say Arsenal too. But I'd say you might get some very close challengers in West Ham. West Ham? Oh, wow. Jesus. Okay. Um, now, like I said, this is this is going on the possibility that someone like Chelsea or Man City... Like Man City will probably be your title contender. But, like I said, if you're going for a dark horse, I'd go for West Ham. I don't think Chelsea, as I said, they're struggling for pre-season. A lot of players don't seem to look on the ball, even the likes of Cuthbert or Kirby. They don't look great at the moment. You know, they didn't have the uh, best World Cups in the, my view. Their keeper, uh, the... Ah, oh, I can't think of her name. She's, she's a keeper last season, but they let her away for free. Mm. And she made a couple of great saves in the World Cup. Yeah. And Lindahl. Lindahl, yeah. yeah. Um, she's gone. and I don't know... I know I'm not a Chelsea fan and I haven't really caught on to who's replaced her so <laughs> I looked I, it up later on I can't remember. I think she's English anyway I yeah, can't recall um, but yeah um, no I think in terms of squad depth ourselves and City are up there yeah in terms top of, two at least yeah the only thing I would be worried now that Dan Carter is ACL we haven't looked there's been no kind of we made an announcement that we signed a third keeper and everyone's like Where's Danielle's replacement? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. She can play centre forward as well. <laughs> well, in fairness, we have Evans playing everywhere, we have Cabe playing everywhere. So yeah. like, 
Montemurro actually does love that. Like, um, he wants players that like he doesn't buy a player because he needs a right back. Yeah, no, he's he needs a player time, that yeah. can be a body who is versatile. Yeah, and that's in great. fairness, people are saying like, don't worry, we've got to be like Tabby uh, Kemi. <laughs> yeah, because literally she can play. She has played in every outfield position for Germany, mm. like for her national team. Yeah, for for her country and the club. As and well, the club, yeah. like she's played in every position now. So she was kind of brought in to be our right back. Yeah, as a her and Evans kind of switching every so often and uh, but yeah no she's so maybe she can be our striker doesn't matter like, if, they're, if they're if they're good enough as a footballer you can put them anywhere you yeah. know like that's it's, it's the nature of the sport like you know it, it's too much being made of, of like who's your national position everyone's going to have their best position but if you have someone who's a perfect utility player just put them somewhere and then put a shift in like the, like the golf in, in Thailand is not going to be that great that you're going to notice mm. like for fuck's sake if you play, play Milner at centre back nobody will probably not notice until 10 minutes later yeah. because that's how good he is as a player in the same way that like the Burnley side you'll probably rejig the whole team with like fucking the jigsaw and probably no one would notice because that's the way they set up um, you know? but yeah as my crystal football um, I'm going to say Arsenal uh, with my heart I say Arsenal with my head I say Man City mm. Um. To be fair, like I say, they do have to grunt behind them, you know. I just think their signings they've made have been quite good. Yeah. Um. We pillaged Bayern for two players. Yeah, we got. Ruard. Ruard and Leroy Mayer. Yeah. Um. So they're like, yeah, again, like I know, like I obviously know Arsenal in and out, and I, like a fan girl over yeah. them, so well, I it, want to say yeah. they'll win, but I say it. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I'd say they'll win. We're all going for Arsenal here, just to be clear. Um, you know. But Man United, as their dark horse, because I think they just have the... They have a good grunt behind them, but it's their first season in, I don't think they'd be going full pelt. I, I just think with Champions League, that might distract us too much. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Romps the, and it depends on how well, far you go. like back. 18 out of 20 games. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. um, we've got um, Fiorentina as our first... Um, that's, a, that's a tough enough tie, though. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a lot of, a lot of fans, it could have been a shite sight worse. Man City yeah. had a rough draw as well, didn't they? Uh, no, they were alright. Did they? Yeah. Okay. They're away for, for, the, for it. That's the only. Oh, alright, okay. I think I might be getting them mixed up. But I think I think Real and Juventus got drawn together yeah, or something yeah. like that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, so uh, FAWSL can't wait for the season to start mm. and we're going to watch it on the app. And we will be uh, keeping track of the season as well, either on the Extra Time show or on the main show, depending on how the weeks kind of drop <laughs> out. How interesting things are. Well, I don't know how interesting things are, and like if there's nothing else to talk about, you <laughs> know. Have a rant or a... Yeah, a hand of cards or mm-hmm. a transfer glove, you never know. Yeah. So, um, we are nearly done here, guys, because it's been uh, an emotional day recording, but I couldn't leave without another pop quiz. <gasps> oh! And this one's for Rachel. Um, oh. Although Neil, feel free to join in if you like, as a kind of like our, kind of like our, our control set here, because I'd like to think Neil will get most of these. Yeah, Maybe I'm just dreading this. Yeah. Okay. So, cue mastermind music here. Is a little quiz I call Watford or yeah. Wolves. Woo! We got one of them right anyway. So we entered this in the last extra time show, but um, Rachel has a bit of a blind spot for any clubs with the letter W in it. Apparently, um, 
and that wear yellow jerseys. That wear yellow and orange jerseys. Oh, they're different. Yes, they are. <laughs> so like, I'm not even colorblind. I I, I see we're off to a flying start. <laughs> so I have three rounds, right? Okay. Of uh, general knowledge, players, and history of the two clubs. Oh, fucking hell! So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna name it, and then you have to say Watford or Wolves. Okay. Neil, feel free to join if you want. Mm-hmm. So, general knowledge round, owned by the Pizza family. Pizza. Pizza. P i z l o. Gino Pizza, to be precise. Uh, now Rachel will go first because I I'd be like I I imagine <clears throat> Neil will uh, will know these more. I gotta say Watford. Okay. Neil. Oh, it's Wolves, isn't it? Owned by the Pizza family. Pizza. Okay. Plays at the Molyneux Stadium. Oh, oh uh, that's Wolves. Neil? Yeah, I, I, I concur. Okay. Has the most Irish players. Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Like in their history or currently? In, in currently the squad. Yeah, oh, I should have been there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, wolves. Neil? Watford, I think. Has a rivalry with Luton Town called the Betts Hurts Derby. Betts Hurts? Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire. Oh, then I, I bet this hurts. <laughs> it's not how it, that's not how it's spelled, I can tell you that much. <laughs> bet this hurts my brain. Uh, Who has a rivalry with Luton Town? Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire. Yes. Derby. That's something the poshest rivalry in history. You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, so which out of Wolves or Now, I'm, I'm testing posh? your geography here. Oh, which, yeah. Watford. English geography. Okay. My Irish geography is bad enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neil, how about you? Uh, Watford or Wolves for uh, the Betts Hurts Derby? Oh, I think I'll go with Wolves. Okay. Has a rivalry with West Brom called the Black County Derby. Black Wolves. Yeah, I'll go Wolves. Wolves? I'll go Wofford, Sean. Okay. <laughs> so that's our first round. Oh, what? Oh, what? So next one is our players. So oh. I'm going to name a player, and you tell me if to play for Wofford or Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben Neves. Wolves. Wolves. Oh. Troy Deeney. Oh, I know you always, you hate him. Yes, I do. Oh. Top, rope De- top Rope Deeney, who does he play for? Top Rope Troy. Um, <laughs> Wofford. Yeah. Oh, yes! <laughs> Adama Traore. Wofford. Is he still playing? How many Traores have there been? Several billion. Yeah, <laughs> Wofford. Okay. Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> you just made that up. Wolves. <laughs> These can't be from your FIFA save. <laughs> they're, they're not, I can tell you that much. Wofford. Right. <gasps> Adrian Mariapa. I've actually heard of that player. Ballsack. Wolves. Neil? I'm doing alright on this actually. Mariapa. Fuck. Wofford. Okay. I think I might beat you in this. Now we have a final round. <laughs> in my 50 50 guesses. <laughs> <laughs> this is our final round. Is is the only one I've known definitely, and I'm not even 100% definite, it's like 90%, it's like Wolves and Molyneux. Mm. Yeah, that that coin's getting a workout. <laughs> <laughs> so history. Oh God. Was owned by Elton John between nineteen seventy six and nineteen eighty seven. Wolves. 
He's a Watford fan, yeah. Was promoted from the 4th Division to the 1st Division on the legendary manager, Graeme Taylor. Wolves. Fuck, I think it's Wolves as well. I've actually thought I, I, I've died here. <coughs> was one of the 12 founding members of the Football League. Okay. Wolves. Yeah, I'll go with that as well. Same thing, like they seem old. <laughs> <laughs> They're wanderers. <laughs> Has never won the FA Cup. Either of them? No, one of them has won an FA Cup, but one of them has never won the FA I'm Cup. Gonna say and, if, and if anything, yeah, if anything is quite a sticking point for them. Has named a stand after striker Luther Blissett after making 503 appearances for the club, scoring 186 goals. Hold on, I've actually heard of the Luther Blissett stand. Yes. So because I've heard of Molyneux, I'm going to go with Wolves. Okay. Fuck, I have no idea. I'll go with Wolves as well. You're going with Wolves as well. Okay, now me to tally up the results. So, let's go back to the start of the question. So general knowledge, owned by the Pito family, the correct answer was Watford. So Rachel, you get a point. Oh, yes! <laughs> I couldn't remember what I said. Plays <laughs> You've already forgotten the answer. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Plays at the Molyneux Stadium. No, you're both right, it's Wolves. Yeah. What, for reference, Watford play at Vicarage Road. Vicarage Road. Right. Has the most Irish players, Watford have none... <laughs> because they released Tommy Hoban but Wolves has one Matt Doherty so Rachel wins that holy shit because Neil picked Watford has a rivalry with Luton Town called oh. the Betts Hurts Derby it's Watford oh. Rachel wins that one she gets the next Neil gets it wrong then. yes she did because Wolves has a rivalry with West Brom called the Black County Derby so Rachel got full marks in general oh knowledge. fucking yes alright so you 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 win the first round five one. Well done. This means I'm also incredibly unlucky because I was just guessing for most of that. Indeed, I'm actually disappointing you more than anything else. Jesus Christ, that's actually even worse than random chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that coin really kicked your ass, man. I'm just saying. So I can't even mentally toss a coin. No. So this so this is the players round then. Uh, Ruben Neves, you're both right. Plays for Wolves. I totally forgot my answers. Uh, you're both right with Troy Deeney. Uh, he plays, he's the captain of Watford. Adama Troy plays for Wolves. You were both wrong on that. And oh. um, Morgan Gibbs White plays for Wolves. Rachel wins that one. <laughs> I'm like looking at you like, this means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right or not? Really the fucking answer. <laughs> and Adrian Mariapa plays for Watford. Neil gets that. So you won that. You were both three apiece on that round. Oh, okay. So Rachel's still leading going into the history <laughs> round. <laughs> so, who was owned by Elton John between 1976 and 1987? It was Watford, because he's a long-time Watford fan. Neil, you get that right. Uh, was promoted from the 4th Division to the 1st Division under the legendary manager Graham Taylor. I can hear him spinning in his grave because he's a Watford manager. <laughs> he was the Watford manager. We <coughs> both got that wrong. Okay. Was one of the 12 founding members of the Football League. That was indeed Wolves. You both got that right. Uh, has never won the FA Cup. Watford, absolutely. So you're both right on that one. Has named a striker, named a stand after striker Luther Blissett. You're both wrong on that. It was Watford. Oh. So, Neil won that 2-1, or 3-2 even, oh. but because of the um, perfect score in the general knowledge round, I cannot believe I'm saying this, Woo! but Rachel, you win 
from, I believe, let me just type the scores. Yes, you went 10 to 7. Oh. Neil, you lost Watford or Wolves. You were supposed to be my control sample, and you ballsed it up. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, that's the problem, right? right that's, the, that's the issue here. <laughs> if you ask these exact questions in the next... Like, I'm not gonna have a Watford or Wolves each week. Yeah, but she, that's she, all she, I have. You could ask me the exact same question, and I will fail. She, and she'd be like, "I've never heard of this before." I will test what? that in like six months' time. Great time. Honestly, do because I will not remember any of this. She didn't remember like two minutes after I asked. I literally had to look at your face to see if I was right or not. Like, when you listen, when you listen back to that. Like, you're just going to hear lots of laughter in the background because as you really get the questions, she's like, oh shit, yeah, you did ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, yeah. So, congratulations, Watford and Wolves fan. I've tried to educate two um, fucking muggles here on your two clubs. And it half worked, I guess. It worked the opposite way of what I was envisioning. Well, for Rachel, it will have worked for 30 seconds until she's forgotten all the answers. Who plays a monolith, Rachel? Wolves. Hey, yeah, that's like the okay. one I do the know. The one she do. <laughs> the one she actually. And even dead, she was like, nah, 90%. Elton John, he's a fan of. I'm going to leave it there. So, guys, that has been our extra time show. Um, it's been emotional for all of us here. Oh, Sorry, Elton John. <laughs> so, um, thank you for um, sticking around for this show. We will see you next week for our proper show. Uh, we're no longer in a time capsule and we'll be talking about all the things that have happened in the last two weeks that haven't happened yet as time of recording. Woo! So, I've been Jonathan. That have been Rachel and Neil. You can get in touch with us at Monday Madness LP if you like to uh, share your opinion on us or just like get angry at these two for not knowing your clubs. Sorry. Yeah, no, no our fault. Or, by all means, <laughs> not even remotely, not not remotely really sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you're trying to be diplomatic there, but you just, your heart wasn't in it at all. No. no. So guys, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Um, We'll see you soon. Take care.